Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is June 22nd. Let's take a look at the prices for today. Bitcoin BTC is down 6.47% at $32,696. Ethereum at number two, $1,952, down 10.44%. Wow. Tether at number three, $1. Binance at number four, $283.42, down 14.5%. Cardano at number five, $1.23, down 11%. XRP at number six, down 14.62% at $0.62. Cents. Dogecoin at number seven, $0.20, cents, down 24.30%. Wow. USD coin at number eight, $1. And Polkadot at number nine, $16.49, down 16.73%. And at number 10, Binance USD at a dollar 0.04% down. Wow, everything is red. So uh, let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Uh, extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So today, June 22nd, extreme fear at 10. Wow. Yesterday, it was extreme fear at 23. Last week, fear at 38. And last month at this time, extreme fear at 14. So today is a whirlwind news. Let's take a look at the contents for today. At number one, we got what is the worst case scenario of buying Ethereum right now? At number two, state of crypto. What's driving its meteoric rise and who's really investing in crypto now? At number three, MicroStrategy definitely knows how and when to buy the Bitcoin dip. Number four, Jim Cramer says he sold nearly all his Bitcoin and that the cryptocurrency isn't going back up because of structural reasons, including regulation and cyber attacks. At number five, over three metric tons of Bitcoin mining rigs airlifted out of China. At number six, Ethereum plunges below $2,000. And last but not least, the main topic for today is Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and Ethereum are crashing. Here's why. So uh, let's get to it. Before we go for it, uh, I just want to say thank you to all the viewers. Um, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing. Uh, you can catch me on all the podcast outlets, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, here on YouTube. So uh, let's get to it. At number one, what is the worst case scenario of buying Ethereum right now? So there may be more traders shorting Ethereum at the time of writing than accumulating in the current bloodbath. Ethereum's price is 11% below last week's price level. The market capitalization has held steady at $243 billion and the trade volume has dropped signaling and accumulation. However, what does this mean for traders buying at the current price level? What is the worst downside? If a trader bought up multiples of ETH at the current price level and locked it in ETH2 validation, the trader would buy in multiples of 32. Among other alternatives, the most rewarding one based on current statistics would be to lock it in ETH2 validation. ETH2 validation is an alternative for traders who don't wish to trade in invest in DeFi projects. The post-merge annual percentage yield, APY, is expected to be greater than 50%, and the yield is expected not to come down fast since the queue is throttled. In the worst case, traders can hedge the downside with a high yield. What's the best case then? 
based on the price chart, long-term wealth generation is the best case scenario. So based on the above price chart, despite the crash, ETH's price is above the level seen in the last week of May 2021. This means the price hasn't dipped to the lowest level in the past month. There is a possibility of a recovery in the short term since the volatility is high. The current drop has followed the rise in social dominance and social volume. A drop in either or both is likely to signal the upcoming rally in Ethereum's price. In this case, the traders accumulating right now would be in a position to book profits. Just as currently of the 42% large investors that have ETH in their wallets, over 85% are profitable. As the price rallies and crosses $2,500, it is likely that this number closes in on 99%. This means ETH is currently undervalued, and the number of large investors who accumulated below $2,200 is high. To be profitable at $2,200, a trader has to have bought ETH at a price below this level. So the real question here is, is there any foreseeable downside to buying ETH at the current price level? Based on the metrics, there isn't one, unless the price drops below $1,800 within a week, below the psychologically important level. So what is the worst case scenario of buying Ethereum right now? Comment down below if you actually hold ETH and if you're actually looking to hold it long-term or do you want to get out of it now? Okay, article number two. State of crypto, what's driving its meteoric rise and who's really investing in crypto now? So it seems like the world has been in a crypto state of mind in the past few months and cryptocurrencies have become easier to access for the average investor via sleek trading apps. A new Go Banking Rates survey found some unique insights into who is jumping into crypto. But first, let's look at some of the factors driving adoption. One of the most notable events in the space is the meteoric rise of Bitcoin, which broke the emotional stage of $50,000 in February and saw its valuation reaching $1 trillion. Quite a different place from where the coin kicked off 2020 at just over $7,000. While the crypto has been extremely volatile, its adoption has accelerated. Tesla, for example, announced in February that it had purchased $1.5 billion of Bitcoin, and after waffling on their stance, it still looks like they may start accepting the crypto as a form of payment in the near future. There is also increasing institutional interest as several investment banks express their Bitcoin engagement, including Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. Morgan Stanley said in March it would offer Bitcoin to its wealthier clients, and Goldman Sachs announced that the formation of a cryptocurrency trading team. Going even further, in a note to clients, Goldman Sachs Global Head of Digital Assets, Matthew McDermott, called Bitcoin an investable asset class. Quote, Bitcoin doesn't have or behave as one would intuitively expect relative to other assets given the analogy to digital gold to date. It's tended to be more aligned with risk on assets, but clients and beyond are largely treating it as a new asset class, which is notable. It's not often that we get to witness the emergence of a new asset class. So counterpoint, is it too late to invest in crypto? Another watershed moment was the blockbuster Coinbase IPO one of the most anticipated IPOs of the year so far. The stock appeals to investors who want to get involved in crypto, but without holding the assets and its wild swings. Upcoming IPOs for Robinhood and eToro are driving similar anticipation. But how do these factors translate in crypto adoption for retail investors? 
Well, the new Gold Banking Rate Survey finds that 41% of Americans who invest in the stock market are also investing in cryptocurrency. Another 25% wish they could, but feel like they don't know enough. And 16% wish they could invest in crypto, but don't have the funds. Remarkably, only 14% of current investors say they have no desire to invest in cryptocurrency. In terms of age and groups, the survey found that the age group investing the most in cryptos is the 35 to 44 year old group, with 50.55% of respondents saying that they have money in cryptocurrency. So, what do you think? According to Nishank Kana, Clarify Capital CFO, it makes sense that we see individuals from ages 35 to 44 investing in cryptocurrency at higher than average rates than other age groups. If you think about it, individuals 35 to 44 are generally earning high incomes where they may have larger amounts of disposable income than they had in their 20s or early 30s, kind of tells gold banking rates. As a result, they may feel more comfortable investing in a speculative asset, knowing that the future of that asset is uncertain. Their specific age range also indicates that if the speculative assets end up imploding, they should still have enough time to cover, recover financially. This finding is in line with the crypto exchange Gemini's recent 2021 state of crypto in a U.S. report, which notes that the average crypto investor is a 38-year-old male. Breaking down the age group further, the Gold Banking Rate Survey notes that the second largest group of investors is a 25 to 34-year-old with 47.84% investing in the cryptocurrencies, followed by 18 to 24-year-olds with a 38.91% putting money in the coins. Marie Tatubuet, CMO at global blockchain asset exchange platform Gate.io, says that these figures are a testament to how much the crypto space has grown and matured since at least 40% of the folks is the 25 to 34 and 35 to 44 age range own crypto. It is no surprise that nearly 48% of the 25 to 34 bracket own crypto. These guys were teenagers when Bitcoin entered the scene. Most of these people have seen their peers get wealthy beyond measure due to crypto, and now they want their slice of pie. Tatubuet says gold banking rates. Finally, another key finding of the survey is that there are more male investors than female cryptocurrencies, with 47.2% of men saying they are investing in crypto versus only 32.55% of women. So Andrew Murray Go Banking Rates content data research says this was a bit surprising. I expected that number to be closer between the sexes, and there may be a multitude of reasons why it is so large, from the still ever-present wage gap between men and women in the workforce to general attitudes towards risk, Murray says. Ben Wise, CEO of CoinFlip, the largest Bitcoin ATM in the U.S., says that the women are underrepresented in crypto, much like how they are in both finance and tech. Many view cryptocurrency as complicated and overwhelming. This is especially true for women bought up in a more traditional setting where men make all financial decisions. Y says, we take pride in playing part to lessen the gender disparity in crypto by making Bitcoin as accessible as possible and providing an easy way to obtain the financial freedom that cryptocurrency offers. The key to expanding this inclusion inclusivity across the industry will be through more education targeted at women that demystifies cryptocurrency. So 
with this uh, article, we just looked at the state of crypto, what's driving its meteoric rise, and who's really investing in crypto now. Comment down below if you feel comfortable saying if you're a male or a female, and if when you actually started getting into crypto. Do you think it's going to be the future? Let me know below and comment. All right, let's look at article number three. So MicroStrategy definitely knows how and when to buy the Bitcoin dip. So on Monday, Bitcoin opened at a value of $35,559, after which it slipped to $31,000. This posed a perfect opportunity for holders like MicroStrategy to add more Bitcoin. The firm announced an additional investment of $489 million, according to the CEO of the company, Michael Saylor. The company purchased 13000 5 BTC at an average price of $37,617 per Bitcoin. Wow. So according to the company's announcement, it now held over 105,085 Bitcoins, which was acquired at an aggregate purchase price of approximately $2.741 billion. The Bitcoin market has been witnessing a tough correction due to ongoing crackdown of mining operations and trading of cryptocurrencies in China. On Monday, People's Bank of China advised its banks to not only discourage crypto payments, but also report crypto exchanges and over-the-counter dealers. These increased restrictions within the country resulted in a drop of Bitcoin's hash rate. Bitcoin price has dropped to 30K in May during the sudden crash and had been the lowest price point for the digital asset in the recent past. MicroStrategy recently raised $500 million in bonds to acquire more Bitcoin and signaled positive sentiments from institutional investors about the future of the digital asset. This made MicroStrategy the company with a lion's share of Bitcoin and was followed by Tesla and Square. The Bitcoin market has responded positively to this news as the price jumped from the lows of 31K to 32K at the time of writing. So yes, MicroStrategy definitely knows how and when to buy the Bitcoin dip. Comment down below if you believe Michael Saylor is doing good for MicroStrategy or if you think he is driving the company down the hole. Okay, article number four, another main person in crypto, Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer says he sold nearly all his Bitcoin and that the cryptocurrency isn't going back up because of the structural reasons, including regulation and cyber attacks. So CNBC host Jim Cramer on Monday said he sold nearly all his Bitcoin holdings amid various concerns surrounding the cryptocurrency. Sold almost all of my Bitcoin, Cramer said during Monday's squawk on the street. Don't need it. The comment came two months after Kramer revealed he used Bitcoin profits to pay off his mortgage. While Kramer did not really reveal exactly how much he owned, he said that he bought the digital currency when it was worth $12,000, the level Bitcoin was trading at in 2019. Bitcoin has fallen roughly 50% from its all-time high of $65,000 in April. I'm saying that this is not going up because of structural reasons, Kramer said, referring to Bitcoin's value. The mad money host pointed to China's toughening stance towards cryptocurrency from ramping up a crackdown on cryptocurrency mining to ordering domestic banks and payment platforms not to provide services related to virtual currencies. When the People's Republic of China goes after something, they tend to have their way, he said. It's not a democracy, it's a dictatorship. He continued, I think that they believe it's a direct threat to the regime because what it is is a system that's outside their control. 
Kramer also blamed a string of recent cyber attacks, which have been a stark reminder of the unregulated nature of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. In our country, I think it's outside of our control when it comes to ransomware. And I doubt that the Colonial is the first company to pay ransomware, Kramer said. I think the Justice Department and the FBI and the Federal Reserve and Treasury could coalesce and say, okay, guys, if you pay more ransomware, we're going to go after you. In April, the Colonial Pipeline was hit with a ransomware attack, which led to gas shortages and outages up and down the East Coast. Shortly after JBS, the world's largest meat supplier announced it was a victim of a similar hack. So yes, Jim Cramer says he sold nearly all of his Bitcoin and that the cryptocurrency isn't going back up because of structural reasons, including regulation and cyber attacks. Do you follow Jim Cramer's show? on CNBC. Uh, comment down below if you think he made a mistake or you think he's actually just doing a more of a sneaky way of telling people he sold, but he's actually accumulating more. All right. Before we move on to the next article, I'd just like to say thank you again to all my listeners and subscribers and watchers of this channel. It's still fairly new, so I love all the appreciation and love that you guys are giving me by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Um, I see in my analytics that there are some listeners in the U.S., in Switzerland, in Mexico, in China, and also in Africa. So uh, let's try and boost those numbers up by please sharing it if you think this news and updates are worthy. So let's move on to the next article. Over three metric tons of Bitcoin mining rigs airlifted out of China. So earlier today, a logistics firm confirmed to CNBC that it is airlifting 3,000 kilograms of Bitcoin mining machines to Maryland, USA. The firm, which is located in Gangzhou, is a logistics company that offers international shipping to door delivery. This news comes in the wake of a China crackdown on Bitcoin mining in the country. With mining farms in an entire region shut down, Laws are also being put in place to prevent new mining farms from being implemented. There has been a lot of speculation as to where the mining facilities would move to. Now it seems that the United States is the next destination for Bitcoin mining. So China cracked down on Bitcoin mining. The Chinese government said the reason for the shutdowns was due to the energy consumption of the farms. With Bitcoin alleged to use more power per year than the country of Netherlands for mining, China has been looking for ways to reduce its pollution footprint, and Bitcoining mining is a big consumer of power in the country. Bitcoin mining still uses fossil fuel energy, which is a big contributor to greenhouse gases. It accounts for about 70% of the greenhouse gases emitted in the world. Greenhouse gases are the leading cause of global warming, and fossil fuels are the culprit when it comes to pollution. So China has reportedly recovered eight gigawatts of power due to the shutdown of the mining rigs. So is the U.S. the new mining headquarters? Well, it's hard to say where most of the miners will set up shop next. Shipping mining rigs to the U.S. does not necessarily mean they will be set up there. It could be stored there. The U.S. might not have the highest cost effect of electricity, but it does not have the lowest either. Setting up there would mean a significant increase in energy costs. A couple of factors made China such an ideal destination for mining. And so the miners would have to look for those same factors or similar in wherever they choose to set up next. Some of these factors include the low cost of power. 
Since mining is so energy intensive, it is imperative that the price of energy is low enough for the miners to turn a profit. This means that the new locations would have to have low energy costs. Another factor is the already established supply chain in China. There is an established flow of technology in the country. Moving mining rigs in and around are not very hard to do. It makes a, a perfect place to have mining rigs that require a lot of machines. Mining facilities like BTC.pop and Huobi Hall announced that they had suspended operations in China. Huobi Hall announced that it was looking to export its mining rigs overseas. BTC.pop said its operations will now be conducted from North America. So yes, over three metric tons of Bitcoin mining rigs airlifted out of China. All right, let's move to the next article. Ethereum plunges below $2,000. Things aren't looking good for Ethereum today as the number two crypto fell below $2,000 on several large exchanges. So Ethereum has fallen below 2000 for the first time in a month. Hodlers hope that today's pullback doesn't signify the beginning of a long-term bear market. The world's second largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization has fallen briefly below $2,000 before it became accustomed to the price in April. Once in mid-April and then again in mid-May, but each dip lasted mere hours. Launched at the end of July 2015, Ethereum popularized the smart contract, self-enforcing financial contracts executed on the blockchain. From smart contracts came NFTs, the unique cryptocurrencies most, mostly based on Ethereum started a craze that helped Ethereum rise to $4,100 this year. Non-fungible tokens are a popular way to sell digital art since each token is a one-of-a-kind. Beeple sold a collection of JPEGs as an NFT for $69 million in March this year. This bull run, Ethereum smart contracts, spurred the development of decentralized autonomous organizations, DAOs, use automated decision-making processes in smart contracts to allow an anonymous group of people to govern themselves like real organizations. Although thieves drained this original DAO of $55 million in 2016, DAOs are now a mainstay of decentralized finance, polychains, Capital CEO Olaf Carlson Wee estimates that DAOs have raised around $75 billion. The former Coinbase employee calls them the second big breakthrough in blockchain after digital cash. Ethereum 2.0 is expected to drop later this year. The upgrades promises lower fees, faster transaction processing, and a reduction in its overall energy requirement by more than 99% as the network moves from the energy-intensive proof-of-work consensus mechanism to a greener proof-of-stake model. Even if things look bleak, Ethereum's long history proves that it's still an invaluable part of the ever-diversifying cryptoverse. So, yes, Ethereum plunges below $2,000. Do you hold Ethereum? Comment down below. All right, we're going to move on to the main article today. It is called Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and Ethereum are crashing. Here's why. So, China is cracking down again. One day, you're on top of the world making headlines for your upcoming appearance on SNL. Not long after, you're the laughing stock of the internet. That's the curse of Dogecoin, which, along with Bitcoin, Ethereum, and pretty much every other cryptocurrency, tumbled in value on Monday. Dogecoin is down more than 30% to 17.6 cents. That's a huge fall from its stratospheric high of 70 cents back in April. 
Bitcoin is at $31,500, a fall of just over 10%, while Ethereum has crumbled 15%. Ether's fall has affected thousands of altcoins, most of which are built off the Ethereum's blockchain and have a chunk of their value weighted in Ether coins. The entire market is down 12%, according to Coinbase. So what's the reason? China. Again, China. Back in May, Chinese officials reaffirmed an old ban that forbids financial firms from actively aiding in the mining and selling of cryptocurrencies. It caused a big dip, but crypto enthusiasts shrugged that the ban is nothing new, that it had enshrined in 2013 and then sparsely enforced. So on Monday, however, moves made by China indicated that the law would be enforced much more seriously. Key banks and financial services companies like Alipay, attended a meeting by China's central bank, reports the South China Morning Post where they were told to crack down on cryptocurrency trading. It came days after regional authorities ordered the closure of 26 mining operations Sichuan. Virtual currency transactions and speculative activity have disrupted the normal order of the economy and financial system. The central bank said in a statement on its website, they increase the risks of illegal cross-border transfers of assets in illegal activities such as money laundering. The decentralized nature of cryptocurrency is an anathema to the Chinese Communist Party's focus on stability and control. Though shunning Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies, China is working on rolling out its very own digital currency, the e yuan. China's Bitcoin ban is short-term negative, long-term positive as stated in Anti Scaramucci's Twitter account. Michael Saylor said, the dominant driver of Bitcoin right now is the crackdown on mining and trading in China that began in May. This created a forced and rushed exodus of Chinese capital and mining from the Bitcoin network and a tragedy for China and a benefit for the rest of the world over the long term. Paul Knight said, China banned Google in 2010. So, Bitcoin enthusiasts are comparing the cryptocurrency to Google, whose share price continued to flourish after being banned in the pub People's Republic back in 2010. They say that China neglects cryptocurrencies to its own peril and that this will be a long-term positive for the U.S. So Dogecoin holders right now in a, in a Twitter showing a man holding a gun to himself. Wow. If I can hodl, you can hodl, Greg. Wow, look at that. Average cost was 71 cents. Dogecoin now is 19 cents. Crazy. Dogecoin holders are less tranquil. The meme coin entered the year being valued at less than a cent and was pumped by Elon Musk in an ironic internet movement hoping to boost it to 10 cents, similar to the movement trying to get GameStop stock to $1,000. The 10 cent target was met in April and then thoroughly uh, eclipse in the month that followed with hype building around a potential announcement from Musk at SNL. The meme coin hit 73 cents. After Musk referred to Dogecoin as a hustle on the show, its value plummeted, a trend that's continued for the past month. So yes, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and Ethereum are crashing. So China, China, China. What do you think? Do you think China is at fault or do you think this was just accumulation of all of the FUD? Comment down below and as well comment if you hold Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and Ethereum and if you have diamond hands or if you're just going to sell it off. All right, let's go back. Uh, again, Dave's Daily Crypto Take. To end this off, we're going to look at the 
prices again, BTC is at $32,746, Ethereum at $1,956, Tether $1, Binance Coin at $284.16, Cardano at number five, $1.23, XRP at number six, 62 cents, Dogecoin number seven at 20 cents, USD Coin at a dollar at number eight, Polkadot, number nine, $16.47, and Binance USD at a dollar at number 10. There you have it, everyone. Thank you again for listening to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Again, super thank you to everyone that's made it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, I just want to say, please help subscribe, share, and like, and help uh, make this channel grow bigger and bigger so everyone can get their daily news and updates. Until next time, thank you very much and see you in the next one. Peace.